0: hmm cool well anyway
1: all right we'll get this thing rolling uh, i want to welcome y'all back to another episode of the spring legion podcast i'm your host today hunter Ferrier, and um we got a pretty excited episode ahead of us something i've been looking forward to for a good while Um, We're going to be diving into a a rather new organization called Turkeys for Tomorrow. Um, If you keep up with turkey hunting uh, at all, I'm sure you've heard the name and seen it all over the place. But today we've got uh, Chase Grubbs, the marketing director of the organization, as well as Jim Ronquist, who is the co-chairman, going to give us an overview of kind of what their plans are and what they stand for and the kind of gears that that drive the, the organization forward. Um, so with that, I'm just going to kind of welcome them and give them any type of introduction that they might want to mention. Um, uh, gentlemen, I, I really appreciate y'all joining us today and, and look forward to what you got to say. Um, let's see, Chase, uh, Chase, where
2: are you from? So I'm, I'm from Farmville, Virginia. Uh, I graduated from Virginia Tech two years ago and we've kind of been in the hunting industry since then. Uh, I got started at Midwest Whitetail. I did their internship program and then through some mutual friends uh, in the hunting industry, kind of got involved with TFT earlier this year when they launched. And uh, since then, we've, we've been full steam ahead. What about you, Mr. Jim? Man, I've been involved
0: in the outdoor industry for longer than I care to say nowadays. Um, I'm more. Known probably for being in the waterfowl world nowadays working for a company called Rich and Tone Duck Calls and Stuttgart and producer, co-host of a TV show called RNTV. That being said, my other passion in life is spring turkey hunting. And that was really my first step into the outdoor industry. Um, ducks and turkeys is kind of what drive my direction. Um, thankfully they come at different times of the year. So I don't have to pick one to be my favorite. Right. Um, but I, I started off as, And with the Primos crowds, a pro staff guy um, got to be buddies with our co other co chair Ron Jolly in the early days, toting the camera around. In the early days, the Primos Truth videos Um, behind the scenes, way behind the scenes, um, which is a better spot for me. Um, Anyway, that being said, just kind of stuck with it, and and here we are today. Um, Love love the duck hunt, love the turkey hunt, the than anything. Want my grandchildren if i ever have any or our kids your kids to have the same opportunities that i've had coming up and like i expect you and chase has had coming up i want them to get to see the same things we've got to see and that, that was a big part of how things got rolling i got you that's a
1: that's a testament to to your character and kind of your headspace and outdoors and and i definitely tip my cat to it and and as we were talking earlier we know is needed uh you know, in today's generation, somebody's, you know, it's kind of a responsibility of everybody to make sure that the right things get handed down and get passed along. And and
2: I think y'all are doing a good job of that. I was just going to say, um, when I first heard about Turkeys for Tomorrow, I was really excited. Um, my dad, I mean, he, he got me in the outdoors super early. He was a competition caller from back in the 90s. And uh, he won the Virginia State Championship, turkey calling and Al hooting and competing in some grand nationals and Growing up, I was always in the outdoor space and always kind of focused on the turkey. Um, and when I saw that what TFT was doing, just like Jim had touched on, um, I want to make sure that the, the moments I got to share with my father and, and his friends in the turkey woods are something that's around for the future. And I feel like start taking those steps now rather than, rather than you know, hitting the panic button 10 years down the road and say, man, where where'd they all go? Man, you're exactly right with that. And that's a, it's funny, just, you know, kind of
1: seeing stuff like that come about and, and how good it is to see that. And, 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 and to say that I know exactly what you mean would be an understatement because that's kind of the same exact mindset that, that started spring Legion um, was, it was trying to just be proactive towards providing a, a source for uh, whether it be the current generation or generations down the road to uh, just to provide something for them to, uh, to kind of see uh, the, the steps and and, and what all's gone into into Turkey hunting and the heritage that follows it and the and the uh, the responsibility that you carry along with it so I definitely definitely appreciate what y'all are doing with uh, with turkey sport tomorrow um so just as a, a general rundown just to keep it pretty broad what would be what would y'all say the the main thing I call it the main thing the uh, the purpose behind the organization itself and, and kind of what the uh, the plan is and, and how that's going to contribute to to the
0: turkeys for tomorrow. Got gotcha. you, well, I'll start with that. So to give you a little background there, let's let's talk about a little history, how it started, because if you don't know where you come from, you don't know where you're going, right? Yeah. So um, we had a get together last June of 2020, um, kind of the pandemic had already gotten started, you know, that turkey season, but we had this get together at White Oak Plantation in Tuskegee, Alabama, that our old buddy, Ron Jolly, chairman, got got going. And basically, it started off as a reunion amongst a bunch of guys who were early days of the Primo's Pro Staff, a couple of outdoor riders, Jim Spencer, I'm sure if you've read uh, Turkey Call, Turkey NWTF Magazine, you've seen Spencer's name. You've probably read his books. Of course, Jolly goes without knowing. Everybody knows Jolly. Um, Jill Easton. And again, several other old pro staff guys, David Carden, Coach Head, just guys that we hung out with. Jolly wanted to have a get-together. You know, let's talk about old times, new times. First part of June, so turkey season's fresh over. Everybody's wanting to talk about turkey hunting stories and where they've been, what they've done. And some of these folks, we hadn't seen each other in 20 years. And this is kind of based on the heels of Jolly being inducted into the NWTF Hall of Fame that previous february and we said man let's have a get together after turkey season blah 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 but something jolly wanted to do in the process of cooking crawfish and cooking fish and going fishing and everybody drinking beer telling stories just having fun talk about what we're seeing in the turkey woods nowadays in the places where we hunt so that led into the conversation you're dealing with a group of folks that are fairly well-rounded that that still hunt several states, still get around doing different things and pretty good observers of the woods. You know, not not that all of us are trained biologists, but you spend enough time in the woods chasing critters, you're going to pick up a few things, you know? Um, And Jolly, they were seeing some problems on their family farm at home with him and Tess and everybody was saying things, okay, they was talking like from the outdoor riding community um have we taught folks too much you know I, I was in outdoors media um i can't prove this by any shape form or fashion but when we first started rntv we were we aired year round and i think we were the first tv show and again i think i'm not saying for real i think we were the first people that showed reaping fanning on tv and i remember getting a phone call from a guy chewed my butt for an hour uh, but we talked about that kind of stuff you know and we talked about what we're seeing in places where we used to go and you'd hear 15, 20, 25 turkeys, Eastern turkeys gobble off limb in the morning. Now you hear five to eight and like, what's going on? And, and it kind of boils down to, to this. And this is kind of getting to, to the meat of who TFT is. I read somewhere one time, ask the right questions. And out of that meeting, Jolly wrote a story. If not you, then who? and he talked about questions. And we all went around the room and we asked a question about different parts of what we see in the world of turkey hunting today. And nobody had an answer, but everybody had a question. And I think part of what TFT is going to become as we grow, of course, we want research for sure. We wanna find, see if we can find the answers to these questions. And then from that, we wanna help educate people. And I think that's where we're going to wind up hanging our hat is research and education. And that's kind of how we hope to move forward. Um, a- as an advocacy group, educating turkey hunters about turkey habitat and turkeys in general. And as we learn answers to these questions, be able to move that forward. Awesome.
1: I'm a big fan already. And, and like I was, I was talking to Chase right before we, we got going with the, uh, with the zoom call about, um, you know, I, I didn't know a lot about turkeys for tomorrow, but I knew as soon as I kind of saw the organization kind of coming about and saw some of the people affiliated with it. And, and without much explanation, it was one of those things where you kind of, you had an, a good idea. This is about to be, you know, something good for turkey hunting. And, uh, and, and just hearing that that's my first real explanation to it. So that's, um, just awesome to hear that. that verifies every good thing I thought about it. And, uh, and I'm, I'm glad that 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 stuff's being done not just stuff being said um that y'all have gotten the, the gears going and, and got it in motion and um i think it's going to be good and, and you know not a moment too soon at that no
0: no as a matter of fact you could almost make an argument that it's a little too late and it's not that other people aren't trying um there's a lot of people out there that, that's pulling for the wild turkey they want they want to see what we want to see we just felt hey let's we had all these questions so let's try to come together as an organized group and see what we can do. Um, I just bring it out. It's nothing against the NWTF. I'm a life member of the NWTF and God knows we need to keep them around. The things they do for hunter outreach, uh, women in the outdoors programs, putting on the calling contest, keeping that heritage up and alive and going is huge. And along with the research and habitat development, it's fantastic. We're just another group out there advocating for the wild turkey trying to help better our knowledge of the turkey and better our understanding of how we can bring turkey numbers back. We've done it once before. If you you get the opportunity to go back and study what Missouri did in the 60s, what Mississippi and Alabama did, we brought them back once, we can do it again, but we need to understand what brought them down. And with that, if we can help find those answers and help turkeys for tomorrow different state agencies the nwtf national uh u.s fish and wildlife service whoever if we can help turkeys come back in any way shape or form we're doing our job right so it doesn't matter who does it bottom line is let's try to help out the wild turkey resource and educate folks along the way right
1: and that's um i I couldn't agree more in the 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 word educate it just resonates with me so much because that's just the the entire, you know, motive behind a lot of the stuff that we do with spring lesion and, and particularly with the book Ballad of Turkey Hunter was, was just not necessarily, you don't want to, you know, preach to the choir, but at the same time, provide some type of feedback of what you see and what you accept in the outdoors. And, and you don't want to deter anybody from hunting, but you got to kind of put it out there that it's all right to, uh, to not kill a turkey sometimes there's a lot of learning material out there. And when you mentioned, you know, did we teach them too much? Did we, You know, that kind of, to me, that kind of translates to, is, is too, are too many people making it easier to kill turkeys? Um, is, it a, yeah. is it a hunter problem? Is it a behavioral problem? Is it a habitat conservation, predation? The, the questions are endless,
2: but like you said, just funneling it down to the right questions, then you can focus on the right answers, I feel like. And one of the things I'd like to touch on too is, So when I first heard about TFT, uh, I basically cold called Ron Jolly and said, you know, hey, what's going on? What are you guys doing? I'd love to help in any way I can. And uh, I I joked, I I said, Jolly, to get the answers or to start thinking and formulating some of the questions, I said, the main people we should talk to are the turkey hunters. I, I myself, I spent over 70 days in the woods this year and guys like Dave Owens or even your average guys that go out on the weekends, you know, what are they seeing? Cause you know, what you see on your 10 acres or your hundred acres might be different than what I see on, you know, national forest land or, or any, you know, any public that guys can get on. So one of the biggest assets we've got right now with TFT is, is it seems like all the turkey hunters that I've talked to and that have heard about our organization are all for us. And, And that's one thing that the more we can get the word out and, you know, hear from, so and so that has, you know, forty acres down the road. Cause if we all come together and, you know, say, hey, I've got less turkeys than I had five years ago, well then now we can start figuring out why you got less turkeys than you did five years ago. Well
0: said, Chase. And and that's true. You know, like you said, you know, we are turkey hunters. Um sometimes I think it gets overused in the outdoor industry about uh built by hunters four hunters organized by hunters four hunters i think that gets a little overused at the same time in this situation it's the truth you know um i've heard it said listening uh to earlier in the pod earlier in the year i listened to a, a podcast that mossy oak put out um a cuz podcast which our will primo said it i forget exactly where it come from but the quote comes from will if you teach people enough that they enjoy something to the point that they love it, they'll protect it. And there's a lot to be said for that. I, I would love to take credit for that line. I can't, but it's very true that if, if you get people that enjoy turkey hunting, that's passionate about it, that truly love the resource and the opportunities it gives them, they'll protect it. And that's turkey hunters. So we all are out there watching, looking, trying to figure out what's going on. Look, I like to hear one flop out as much as anybody. I ain't going to lie. At the same time, if my daughter ever has kids, I hope to have some little fart I'm toting around out there. Let him hear one flop out too. So that's what it's all about. So if I hold off on one today, maybe that'll save some more for down the road. Absolutely. And, and I think you,
1: you hit the nail on the head with, with Turkey hunters there. It's, it's, Turkey hunters are a different breed, in my mind, and I think in a lot of other people's. A lot of our listeners understand the uh, the significance behind that. Um, they are very it's a very passionate group of people, and and that's just uh, that's why I have the utmost faith in that, that. what y'all got going is gonna work. It's um with it with it being a uh, in the early days. I know if, if if turkey hunters are involved, very rarely do they let much get in the way
2: of things that they love and turkey hunting, being at the top turkey hunters might not tell you their spot, but they will say whether they're hearing, you know, less or whether they're hearing more. And that's one thing when we launched that survey, it it seemed like like over 78% of the, you know, 1,500 people that did it said they're hearing less. And that's kind of shocking that you get 1,500 responses and 78% of those guys are saying, hey, we're hearing less than we did five years ago. We know where's an issue, and we don't know where that issue is either. You know, and it, it could be,
0: I know in in my region of the country, not just my area, but you take um, all of Arkansas, over in North Mississippi, up into the Missouri Ozarks, crossed over to Kansas, Oklahoma. If you kind of can imagine the map, if your geography is good enough to imagine that, you think of that circle. Um, These late spring, early summer rains around, around Memorial Day weekend, which is a huge, huge hatch time. If you think of a hen, starting to incubate the first of May, Memorial Day, then, you know, they're hatching. So we got a whole bunch of baby turkeys out there. We're getting inundated with huge rains that time of year and cold temperatures for the time of year. You know, you add that in to predation, to habitat loss, land use changes. There's a lot goes into that, but we really don't know where that happens. So um, if we can find out what's going on with the hens and the broods and what's going on there, I think we can help try to develop programs to offset that. And that's goes back into the research. But the, here's the big thing that we need right now. As a young fledgling nonprofit trying to help turkeys, we've been at this, we've had our 501, it was hatched a year ago, just over a year ago. Um, we didn't get our 501c3 until February. So we're really pretty young. So The hard part here is we got to develop funds and funding to be able to do more, but yet there's a lot of people out there and I understand it. And I'm that guy too. Show me. Okay. It all sounds good, Jimbo, but what are you doing? Show me what you've done. So we're in the process of hopefully signing uh, one of our first agreements and memorandum of understandings with the state and have a project on the ground, but we're trying to raise funds. So it's kind of a damned if you do damned if you don't deal, you got to raise funds. But people want to see what you've done. So you're like, ah, what do I do? You know, so that's kind of where we're at. So, man, if you can, go to turkeysfortomorrow.org, Find a level to, to if, you're, if you're able to contribute $25, it helps, man. Yeah, I promise you it helps. And folks are going to ask, well, where's the money going? Well, here's one of the things we set up early on in our bylaws. So, and several do it. DU, you, you see them? they back there. They do a good job of it. Nature Conservancy does a good job. The way we set ours up is we went just kind of a blanket deal. So 80 cents of every dollar gets put over here to go towards the resource. 20 cents of every dollar goes over here. So just to let's break it down. So part of that 20% has to pay our marketing director, has to pay for a website hosting and any changes there has to pay for anything we do to promote anything to advertise anything if we have any expenses somebody has to go somewhere or do something all comes out at 20 percent so um 80 percent goes to resource 20 percent goes to administration so um that that's kind of where we are that's who we are oh yeah we do, you know
1: and that's a kind of one of those you, you need you need one to start the other and you need the faith you need some some folks to believe in in something that they ain't seen yet and and I think um you know enough people get behind it un- enough people that that uh, that, that push it that, that say yeah you know what I I got faith in it and I I believe in what they're doing I think just one just recruit one more person in to believe in the same um that's, and that's right. I think that's how that's going to grow and I think it'll spread like wildfire and up in a in a niche as tight knitted as, as as turkey hunting communities can be. Um, so uh, but, but one more time, just to just to let the listeners know, because I know a lot of people are got their ears up on um, how they might can go about, you know, necessarily donating, uh, just just contributing to what this plan is and, and the efforts behind
2: it. So first, I wanted to say um, everybody pretty much shops on Amazon. The easiest way to make a contribution to Turkeys for Tomorrow would be to go on to Amazon Smile and register Turkeys for Tomorrow as your charity. Um, Then anytime you purchase something through Amazon, as long as you follow the links through Amazon Smile, we're going to get a portion, if it's eligible, of that uh, purchase. And that's the easiest thing. That's something that takes, you know, two minutes to set up, and and there you go. You're helping turkeys for tomorrow anytime you order something off Amazon. Just interact with us, and, and that'll help a lot. The more you
0: interact with us, the more you click like or share stuff the better we're going to be right we're going to get our word spread out get our name out there more and that's kind of where we're at um you know we are just all about trying to find ways to help the resource step by step piece by piece it's going to take time and that's the hard part for me is it it's not going to happen overnight it's a building block of steps time and time year after year and over time we'll be able to do more and more. So if we get this first project on the
2: ground, we'll do another one. I I do want to mention, too, um, in our bylaws, it's also set up where if you can put together and raise $25,000 in your state, I mean, you know, five businesses come together and donate $5,000 or you get a group of guys together, a couple hunt clubs or whoever it may be, uh, 80% of that money will stay in your state.
0: Yeah, you can you, definitely. That, that's something that I was going to bring that up. Chase, good job. But you can stipulate that. So if you raise 25000 and you want it to stay in your state or 80% of that, you can request that. You don't have to do that. It's not a requirement. Oh. I think turkeys in Mississippi need that money more than turkeys in Texas. Just throwing that out there. But, it, you know, you
2: can if you bring us 25000 you can stay in your home state. And, and that's another way too, uh, other than getting the word out, we, we noticed, you know, you buy hunting licenses or, you know, send a donation to the local wildlife foundations in your state. Some of that money might go to administrative costs, food plots, you know, general upkeep of the WMAs, national forest, whatever. But for us, it's kind of, you know, you send us $25, $50, whatever it may be, whatever you're able to send us like jim said earlier 80 percent of that money is going directly to the wild turkey resource we're going to funnel that into state game agencies you know education all stuff that's going to better the turkey so if, if you're passionate about turkeys and you want to improve turkeys and turkey habitat tft is is a great option for you you know here's here's kind of another one to go with that that maybe
0: some of your listeners understand maybe some don't um it's not as easy as this sounds, however, I'm sure many of y'all are, are have heard of the term Pittman- Robertson funds or Pittman- Robertson funding. So if we sign a memorandum of understanding with the state, one of our things is we ask that you apply the Pittman- Robertson funding to our donation. So what that means is that's three to one matching aid. So um, so imagine that three to one. So you apply, a thousand, they apply 3000. So that's pretty big leverage. Now, that being said, it's not so easy as they just say, we sign this document and that's gonna happen. They have to apply for that money a couple years out front. So it takes time for it to happen. And you know, there's only, that pool is big, but there's still only so much in that pool. Yet that's one of our rec- prerequisites if we sign an agreement with the state. Now, if we do something with a university on a research project, there's other avenues we can have with different wildlife foundations and federations that can help bolster that amount. But that Pittman-Robertson 3-1 to matching aid is really big. That's um, that, that's awesome
1: to, to think about. And the processes behind it, I know that's, you know, I'm sure half our listeners understand them and half of them, like me, you know, they're hearing some of this for the first time, just kind of the processes behind how, how some of this is generated. And I, and I like to, I like that y'all said that, there's ways to donate, you know, monetarily through, you know, Turkeys for Tomorrow. Is it dot com or dot org? Turkeys for .org. 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 I right, Just wanted to make sure um that the listeners caught that that it was TurkeysforTomorrow.org. And um and, and y'all know y'all can go to umpteen different uh different social media outlets and 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 find them there. And I'm sure there's plenty of links there and and we'll be providing all kinds of, of links in, in our uh, bio and our show notes the podcast, and, awesome. and and we'll definitely be behind it. And, and y'all, we'll make it as easy as possible to find the the .dot org uh, website, the domain. But but it, it, as much as as money helps, that the
0: the spreading the word is, is a big deal too. I feel like spread the word. It, it really kind of equals money right now. Right. Because the more we spread the word, the more people are more available people there are to donate if, if they're willing. So getting the word out is probably just as big as sending us $25, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. And,
2: um, and right now, too, I'll mention uh, we're working on getting some inventory um, for some apparel. So, you know, mm. if you if you want some TFT apparel, we're, we're working on getting inventory, and that should be available pretty soon. So, so any of that would help us as well. Absolutely. And the website spells out a bunch of that.
0: Uh, as far as what you get for different levels of contributions um we got hats different things it's going to be pretty cool and you know as time goes on we'll grow that stuff you know it may be kind of slim now but we got some pretty cool looking hats um and, and in time we'll have some other stuff you know it just get better as we go oh yeah
1: anything you get back from it is a bonus, you know, when you, when you know the money's going towards something good, spreading the word is free. That don't cost a dime. So
0: there ain't much right. on that end. Um, and with that, man, a big thank you to you, Hunter, and your podcast for giving us an opportunity to be on here and help spread the word. Thank you for that very much. I appreciate y'all informing us. And it's, just, it's one of the things that I'd,
1: I'd been curious about, whether we got a, a show out of it or not, I w- I'd love to, you know, sit down and see what what was going on and, and this is a this is something that I'm full heartedly behind and, and love to see in the Turkey Woods and and those that know me know how tickled I was to to kind of get a hold of something like this and, and get to pick y'all's brain on on the plan and that I mean it exceeded my expectations um, how how well put together it is um, how promising it is
2: um when you first when you first reached out hunter i uh i'd heard some of your podcasts driving around from state to state during the spring because when you're not in the turkey woods you want to listen to stuff about turkey hunting and i, I knew you were kind of old school and so when you reached out like you said i mean right now spreading the word is is the best thing for us uh getting guys ex, getting us exposure for guys that you know are passionate about turkey hunting but maybe haven't heard of us yet so I was like, man, what a great opportunity to get on a good podcast. It's got a good following and and they're all pretty old school turkey hunters. so I want to add to that a little bit kind of one of the
0: cool things right
2: now about the group of
0: folks that drive that are driving t f t um we've got we've got seventy plus year old outdoor riders, we've got young guys like chase, we've got um young guys like Dave Owens that's part of helping this new thing. um and they're all very very serious turkey hunters that they're gut felt serious turkey hunters first everything else they are comes second and i think that adds a whole lot to who who we are as an organization
1: i completely agree with that and and, and know exactly what you're talking about and i feel like a lot of our listeners are as well that it's um and and it has been really cool i'll say this just from the the view of spring legion and, and some of the insights that we do get a hold of and some of the feedback that we do because we do listen to every single one of them you know read every message about it not only you know does it does it help to, you know determine which way we go with this but it helps us you know understand the audience understand the listeners understand the customers understand it the followers everything and it, it has been i mean i can't put into words how pleasantly surprising it was to know how many other people are minded like that where where turkey hunting is that big of a deal you just don't hear about them on a daily basis like you do some people you know um they they just have ways to get in front of in front of a camera in front of uh to get on your phone as as much as other people but but they're definitely out there and I know that they're just as hardcore about it and, and and it means a good it means a lot to them and those are the people I think you know that's the real heart and soul of a lot of organizations like this and and I'm hoping that a lot of people have listened to it on the podcast. And, and if you know somebody that might not or might not have heard of it, heard of Spring Legion, heard of Turkish for Tomorrow, anything, just, you know, it's free to send them a link, you know, send them a, a copy paste the link and, and inform them on it. And I don't think it's going to take much talking into when you hear, you know, some of the explanation that these gentlemen have gave to, uh, to talk them into uh,
2: to helping out and getting or just backing an
1: organization like this.
2: And Hunter, you bring up a great point there too. So I'm on all the social media for turkeys for tomorrow. We we'd love to see your habitat projects, send us pictures, comments, you know, shoot us a message on Facebook or Instagram or, or whatever, or, or email. Um, I'm sure Hunter can sh- share the email oh, link yeah. for my, e- you, you know, you send us a two paragraph thing or three page thing. I'll read it all and, and I'll shoot you something back. And we appreciate all that feedback is, is knowledge. And like Ronquest said earlier, most of us turkey hunters don't have a biology degree but but we're out there and we've got our pulse on the heartbeat of of what's going on in the woods every day so if you've got something that you think should be addressed for sure feel free to reach out and that comment will be duly noted and and taken to heart and you'll definitely hear something back from us absolutely
1: and and that that speaks a lot to y'all's character on on where y'all how serious y'all take it and that y'all are aware of of the non-biologists in the woods because there are a lot of them and a lot of them know it all, and a lot of them really do know it all. So it's, it's, they're all worth hearing about. Um, and, and the more eyes to get on things, the more ears are listening, the more that are – but more importantly, the more mouths that are willing to talk about it, um, which is kind right. of – that's odd to say to a group of turkey owners to talk about how many birds you're hearing. But um, – and you all know how that goes. But, but I think in a, in
2: a scenario like this, it's not too hard to, to understand – And that's one thing too that'll really help us moving forward is, is if, as we figure out which studies we want to do and and what questions to ask, if we've got, you know, a thousand guys asking one question and two guys asking another, well, we're going to put, you know, the research money towards figuring out what everybody wants to know. So if the more we get response wise, the more likely what you want to see researched is going to happen and and we're going to make it happen. So definitely we want guys to think their voice is heard and and we want to hear those opinions and those thoughts right and so what would be some just some you know rule of thumb things that they might could
1: be listening for you know i know springs a good ways away but i know there's stuff they can be doing in off season to pay attention to um is it uh, is it going to be limited to numbers is it gobbles heard bird scene
2: number of I, days you hear gobbling i've had a couple guys uh riding around virginia uh riding around iowa and they're just texting me, you know, hey, I uh, I saw a and she uh, a hen and she had a group of, you know, eight poults or 12 poults or two poults. And I think, you know, riding around summer poult scouting and, and counting poults, I think that's one thing that we'd love to hear those numbers. And two, I think as fall comes around, we'd love to hear about like flock size. You know, how many gobblers are you seeing in flocks? How many, how big are the flocks? I know I read stories from the 80s and 90s and you'd hear flocks that are, hundreds and hundreds of birds and of course there was fall hunting then and and lots of fall hunting especially in Virginia and going north and uh I mean I can speak from for myself riding around Iowa and and Virginia the last couple years here you really you don't see flocks from the road necessarily like you used to see I mean you might see a group of five or six longbeards but but that's all you got. It'd be also, too, to hear not only like
0: longbeard flocks, but, but family hen flocks in the fall, you know, where they group up. And it just run that through Chase and all of our social media stuff. If you can get a photo, send a photo. Or if not, just, you know, tell them what you're seeing. And that all bodes well into kind of keeping people up to date on what's going on around the country. I'm, sh- I'm sure you all seen it where Oklahoma announced that they, they reduced their harvest for next spring. Mm-hmm. They backed up on limit. Now, look, I don't want to say that I'm for, I don't want to have to take, see where we got to take opportunity away from every turkey hunter there is. At the same time, if we had to back out on our harvest a little bit to protect the future, I'm okay with that. We just got to make sure we balance that properly, you know? Right. um, It's not all about just taking opportunity away. It's
2: like, let's do this for the right reason. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing TFT wants to set out to do as well is, is uh, not limit hunter opportunity. Hunters in the woods is a good thing. And uh, getting guys out there and experiencing the outdoors is something we want to promote, but we also want to put the turkey first. So if the turkey needs us to step, take a step back and maybe reduce harvest numbers, or maybe cut the season back a week, if the research backs that up, that's, that's obviously something we're going to be for. But First and foremost, we've got the turkey. And then second, we've got the turkey hunter. So opportunity is not something we want to limit moving forward. How you All mean? Right. And I think
1: and I'm I'm with you both on that. And and it's not something that you like to hear when, when opportunity is limited. And I, I personally it's just me speaking is I feel like that's that's slamming on brakes whenever you know you're realizing something something ain't right. It's it might be a little later than you wish you would have realized it. And um, but at the same time. If you need slim breaks, to slam on brakes, you're gonna slam on brakes. You ain't gonna run straight ahead. Um, you gotta do what's needed. And and I think more than anything, more than I know over here in Mississippi, we still kind of have an honor system on tags and and um or an, an app to check them in by. Mm. As far as as far as you know, opportunity goes, you want as, as much opportunity as possible for, for the future for for yourself. That's kind of goes hand in hand with the love and passion you have for turkey hunting. Um but I think more than anything, it's just the the mindset behind the people that are hunting the turkeys, and, and you can you can fix almost every problem by by changing minds. And I think that's what y'all are going to be doing, um, make people just realize what's you know what's what's going on around you. Kind of take in that data that you that you're working all year around. You know, flock sizes, gobbles heard. Um, take that, plug it into your mental calculator, and say is it is it a, is this a good area to to take a whole limit of birds? before, you know, breeding halfway done. Um, mm-hmm. If it ain't a good idea, you know, you know what's right and wrong. Um, yep. And that's up to, that's up to individuals. That's not up to
0: legislation, I feel like. And, and that's something to stress, I feel like. That's a really good point, Hunter. And, and that's, that's going to be a line that we're going to one day have to cross, you know, at the same time that could be coming. So that, that's part of why we want to help educate people.
1: And it all starts education is the sharpest tool in the shed in my book. And I feel like, you know, you you can't beat that Um, knowledge, education and and, and personal decision is going to, is going to do more than anything will, but the right minds behind it, I think push the right amount of people, the right number of people. I think good things are going to happen.
2: And right now, I mean, everybody's got so much technology on their property. I mean, you've got guys that, you know, 15 years ago, nobody was running trail cameras and none of the trail cameras had video. Now guys are sending me, especially on Instagram, they're sending trail camera videos of of gobbling early in the morning where maybe a squirrel or something coming down the tree triggers that camera, but you can hear three or four turkeys gobbling. So right now guys have access and us as hunters have access to more data and, and images and information than we've ever had. So if we can come together as a community and share that, like I said earlier, kind of driving this point home, if we can hone in on some questions to, to figure out actual research data on, I think we can only benefit the turkey from that. I think that's exactly
1: what's going to happen. There's going to be a lot of benefit good towards wild turkey, and, and it's because of organizations like this, but at the same time, it's because of people like y'all that, that get behind it. Um I'm the guy interviewing it. y'all, the ones that are doing all this stuff, and I can't thank y'all enough, just as a turkey hunter, not as a host of a podcast as a, as a fellow turkey hunter for people like y'all doing stuff like this, exactly like this is, is good for, for my future children. You know, they're going to thank you too. When you pick up a bird 20 years from now, there's going to be a few people to thank and I think it's stuff going on right now or by people right now are those that'll be able to be, you know, thank for that opportunity in the future. Um, but yeah, guys, if there's, if there's anything specific y'all want to, you know, touch on, feel free to cut me off and, and, um, I just I just want to thank y'all again for taking the time out of y'all's evening to be on here and to kind of enlighten some of our listeners on on the organization that I'm um know they've been seeing and all over the place and and to the listeners like like they said, you know, the the easiest way to to kind of just contribute here and there is that you know register TFT as the as the charity on Amazon, on Amazon Smile and that takes two minutes and and kind of just let it let it roll with whatever purchases you make in the future and um find them on uh, turkeys for
2: another thing some guys have been doing um it's kind of become i've been donations coming across is uh i think facebook does that where you can make a charitable donation or ask people to donate to charity for your birthday when it's on facebook um and we are recognized as a charity donation uh organization on facebook so any of that stuff where guys are sharing some of the stuff on the on facebook we you guys can sign us up as as that as well
0: awesome
2: well man man. i
0: think we pretty well hit it all pretty much again um you know turkeysfortomorrow.org find ways to contribute find ways to help out you know people a lot of folks have asked me said what can we do to help how can we be a part man here's one you know sure help spread the word get our word out but one of our other big things is if you hunt National Forest Areas, if you hunt a state WMA, if you hunt on U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service ground, whatever it may be, go to those people and ask what you can do to help out. How can I help improve your habitat? Can we work on your roads? Can we do a walk-in turkey hunting area only? Can we do food plots? Can we help spread seed? Can we help furnish fertilizer? Can we help do whatever? If you'll go to them people and reach out to them, ask what you can do to help them out and press them on it. If they tell you no, press them. Okay, say, "What are you doing to help wild turkeys on this area?" Ask those questions and try to be a part and be be proactive in helping them out. Don't sit back and wait for them to do it. You take a proactive position and try to help them help you. Absolutely, and that's a very good
1: point. And um, I hate to that's towards the end. I hope everybody's still listening. And if not, I might throw that in front because that's a very beneficial piece of motivation towards those that'll be pursuing them, you know, not only in the spring, but, but in the off season, trying to better that, that habitat and not only on just little parcels of private land, you know, we got a lot of chunks we got to worry about too. And, and making sure that wild turkey stays a priority.
2: And, and Hunter, you touched on it earlier. Uh, I mean, on your property, if, if you know you've got two long beards, maybe don't shoot both of them before they get the chance to breed. Maybe say, Hey, hold off a little bit, mm-hmm. and Uh, if you're doing that and your neighbor's doing that and uh, if we can kind of change the turkey hunting culture to where it's like, Hey, I only hear one or two turkeys on my property. I probably shouldn't shoot both of them and then wonder why there isn't any.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just, uh, I think personal decisions are going to be the, the main driver, whether it could be good or bad. And that's the, the scary part is, is everybody's making the right decisions. A lot of really, really good things can happen in a pretty timely manner. And if a lot of people are making the wrong decisions some pretty detrimental things are going to be happening and you just don't want it to get to the point where it's irreversible or you got to slam on brakes with the opportunities of hunting them. Because um, if it's got to happen, I think regardless, you got to hit the brakes one way or another.
2: Um, and Dave Owens, Dave Owens shared something on social media today that, that I thought was a great point. Um, guys, I mean, if you hunt public land and you primarily hunt public, if you go walk the road or, or go to the pull-ins where there's trash and pick it up, that's something that the biologists or the, you know, the Rangers have to fool with. So, if you can go and help time and their efforts can be focused on doing something else where they're just not picking up McDonald's wrappers and, and stuff like that, well, there you go. You, so it can start with the smallest thing is picking up some trash.
1: That's a good point. I saw that exact post probably 10 minutes before we got on this call. And that's because I'm a, not many things get under my skin as bad as littering, especially in a place like that, as much as we see them and, and seeing people do it it just really gets under my skin. And, and, but the, I never thought of it in that aspect. So that was, I was really cool to see that the, the opportunity costs, you know, you're saving the biologists by them not having to worry with, you know, petty stuff like that. You know, that's a, that's a big help. That's a, that's better allocated time and money being spent towards wild turkeys and not, you know, playing mama. Amen on that. There's a, there's all kinds of stuff we could, dive into on on wasn't what you know what we can do and i know we're this is a this is one of i'm hoping two or three different episodes we're going to have on the the organization we'll get a couple of folks in here in the future episodes um and um i think it's uh it's all three are going to be very very helpful and very beneficial to those that hunt turkey so gentlemen i definitely appreciate y'all taking uh taking time out of your evening to uh to uh to enlighten us on on such a good cause and you know, and, and kind of just providing that motivation for, for turkey hunters all around to do to do their part and, and providing ways that they can. Um, that's sometimes there's a lot of people sitting on G and waiting on O, and I think y'all are providing that, um, kind of giving some direction on, on those that want to help. Now they got an opportunity to help and knowing that their voices will be heard and that their actions will, you know, actually better the things that they hope that they do. So um, with that, guys, I definitely – want to let y'all know that we appreciate it and listeners we appreciate y'all listening um please share the word about this organization um share this oh, yeah. podcast if you need to share some the links that we'll have in, a, in the show notes just just help get the word out as, as much as y'all can and um and just just keep these guys updated on what y'all are seeing and i think that'll do just fine but um but with that we'll wrap things up and we'll see y'all next week i want to thank y'all for listening to the spring Legion podcast